Welcome to How To Be A Dad, a Dadsnet original podcast. On today's episode... Oh, you're going to be a dad? How To Be A Dad podcast with Al Booth. Hi, how you doing? I'm Al Booth and I'm the dad of a three-year-old son. Daddy is a bum cake. And a one-year-old daughter. Mum, mum. Say daddy. Mum, mum. Say daddy. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to be talking to men like you and me about what it's like to be a dad. From the very beginning, I mean the the very beginning, well, you know, when you find out, to a few months down the line, you'll hear how babies' names are chosen. The original name we had was Cuba, and I even had like my own, like, I say I had a baby shower. <laughs> I, had a, I had like a night out with my mates, and we ordered like Cuban cigars and like wore like Cuban clothes and like played poker. So, like, we were going for it with that name. And then I don't know what happened, but we ended up calling him Gabriel. You'll hear how dads cope when they don't know what else to do. No word of a lie. I got my hands and knees. I clasped my hands and I, I like praying and I didn't stop until somebody walked back in that room. And I weren't crying, I was just beyond that. And I was just, hands were so tight. You'll hear her dad share, honestly, the lessons we've all learned. She came back from school, she's a teacher by the way, and thought that she'd wet herself. Of course she hadn't, her waters had broken. But you wouldn't expect that after 27, 28 weeks. So the thing we did wrong is she sat on the loo and you only find out later, no, don't do that, because what if the baby falls out? How To Be A Dad is a podcast about dads sharing memories and experiences. It's open, it's honest, it's truthful, it's, it's more anecdotes than advice. So coming up on this episode... It's weird because we haven't long been talking about if we go travelling, where would we go and stuff. I was weirdly sat there having that thought of, oh, where would we travel and where would we go? And then, bang. We, my wife and I, I think, what we did is we got a dog. And I think that was our little way of, can we look after something else? It was one of them things that we thought maybe one day, but maybe not. So when we found out that we were having Olivia, which was a bit of a surprise. I still blame a cocktail bar in Leeds for it. (laughs) Right, so you've got a new baby. Congratulations. It's amazing, isn't it? I hope you're doing really, really well. Um, Do you know what? It all just boils down to three things. One, feed them. Two, change them. Three, protect them from germs to help keep them healthy. If you do those three things in any order, you should be set. And you're probably doing them already. Of course you are. Um, Now, during this series, you're going to hear loads of stories from other dads that cover all of those things. But before we dive in, I just wanted to talk to you about something to help keep your baby protected from germs and just keep them as healthy as long as possible. Milton, the expert in baby sterilising, has sponsored the How To Be A Dad podcast and they are all about helping you keep you and your baby free from as many harmful germs as possible and all about keeping them healthy too. They have a plant-based hygiene range that includes a baby bottle cleaner, antibacterial wipes and spray, plus a foaming hand sanitizer that's suitable for babies from three months. And all the Milton antibacterial products kill 99.9% of germs, including coronavirus. Google Milton to check out the full range of products and that's it. You're good to go. That's all you need. And parenting from this point on will be a piece of cake. No more advice needed. Actually, no. One more bit of advice. 
do get some cake because a piece of cake will be great when you're doing late feeding. Oh, oh, also, if you've got any cream furniture, admire it now because it is not going to stay cream or light for much longer. How to be a dad podcast with Al B. Now, the first time you find out you're going to be a dad is, well, it's like most of the great parenting moments, isn't it? Like the first steps or the first words, or it's just not as like the movies as you might have imagined. I know with our first one, when I found out I was going to be a dad, so I was living on the, on the South Coast and uh, we just bought a house in the Midlands. Basically, I would travel up at the weekend, try and make a baby with my fiance, and then travel back down to the South Coast to work. It was yeah. I have fond memories of that time, to be honest. Um, and one weekend I arrived back and the house was locked. My fiance was out. So I just went to the supermarket and I was in the car park, checked my WhatsApp and I had a message from uh, my partner. It was a photo of a pregnancy test and it said, can you see two red lines? And I could. And so I just messaged back and said, look, it's OK. We're in it together. And my fiance messaged back and said, I'll call you. This is what I'd done, right? So I take two red lines. I just instantly went back to school. So two red lines at school, which I saw quite a lot, is not a good thing. Turns out if you're trying to have a baby and you've got a pregnancy kit, two red lines is a very good thing. So there you go. I found out that way. Not like a movie. No, I found out by being a bit of an idiot, really. Um, that's what this episode is all about. It's about the moment you find out you're going to be a dad. I don't think I've spoken to any dads who it was just smooth going it's not how it is is it uh, so first up it's will will's a charity worker from sheffield how to be a dad podcast with al booth uh so we've been together uh, probably just under a year just trying to work out yeah just under a year um relationship was going well to be fair it was all, it was all good it was all good um and then i went traveling for like just over a month just like went around europe and then within like a week of me being back yeah, the literal story was was that I was um, I was working at this uh, local restaurant, um, which I won't tell you the no name for any promotion because they ended up sacking me. So um, yeah, she gave me a call as I was working, man, and um, yeah, com- complete complete shock. It, it wasn't planned. There had been no. I, th- I think I'd, I'd always said like I would, I'd like to be a dad. You know, it was always something I had in mind. Like, you know, I, I, I do like kids, yeah. but. We hadn't planned it, but we'd kind of spoken about it just as like, oh, you know, wouldn't mind being a dad. <laughs> it looks quite fun at times. So you, so you were working in a a restaurant. You got the phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what were you feeling when that happened? Yeah, it's weird because I, I remember exactly where I was stood, like mid-shift. And I didn't really like the job at all. So my, weirdly, my first thought was like, I reckon I could leave work now. <laughs> I could like grab an early finish. <laughs> Honestly, that is like weirdly my first thought. I was like, oh, I, and I think the reason why that was was because how do I say we never really expected to like I had no thought about keeping it. Do you know what right. I mean? So my first thought wasn't like, oh my god, how I'm gonna have to look after a kid for 18 years, etc. It was more like, well, obviously we're not gonna keep it. Sweet, I can probably go home now because it's quite a big thing. Okay. Yeah, but then I think once I left work, <laughs> I was able to just leave. And then, yeah, once I like kind of met up with her later in the day, I think that's when it started to co- become a little bit more, a bit more real. Because I could see her, it was like a big, big deal for her, you know. For me, it was just, oh, sweet, I can finish work early. <laughs> yeah, she was like quite like... Not traumatized, but it like almost it impacted her a lot emotionally. I could see that. So that made yeah. me realize, oh, this is this is a big deal. 
this is this is more than an extra hour in my day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it yeah. kind of made me think a little bit yeah <laughs> uh, wh- how old are you at the time you both um 20 23 okay. it was literally a couple of days before my 23rd birthday and what was the the conversation then when you you met up on that afternoon I think it was just along the lines of like, 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 like what, almost like, what do we do? I think from then on, it was like, 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 what do we do? And more just like, how has this happened? <laughs> Cause it's weird. You just, I don't, like, you just don't really expect it to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like I obviously wasn't safe, but I still never thought it would happen to me. That's how babies are made. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm fairly like smart, but for some reason in my head, I was just like, shocked and surprised like how could this happen to me so like when i speak to my friends now i'm like just, just be careful <laughs> like an older dad to them like just be careful you, you know if you don't want kids don't risk it <laughs> or, yeah, just don't bother <laughs> and then how was the the relationship then going forward because obviously you've got then nine months or just a bit under probably to um you know yeah. to because yeah, it's, it's still a new relationship isn't it really in terms of just the two of you doing things together and, and stuff like that and you're still young yeah i mean it was still it was still a relatively fresh relationship in a way like like obviously i went traveling for a bit and then she went traveling for a bit as well so our relationship was still at that almost like a honeymoon stage mm. you know where we were still kind of like you know being excited <laughs> about yeah. Each other. yeah so i think the first few months was just very tricky because we were still at the stage where we were just so unsure what to do. So you can imagine the going forth of like, you know, like what what do we do? Which obviously causes conflict, which obviously puts a lot of pressure on the relationship um, because obviously all our focus at that point completely changes from, you know, let's just have fun with each other to like, what do we do? Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's obviously a life decision. It's kind of crazy thinking about it now because obviously it's all happy now. Like we're both very, very happy together and we've got an amazing young boy. But back then you don't see it like that. You, you, you know what I mean? You're just very scared of what's going to happen. It's terrifying. How to be a dad podcast. This is How To Be A Dad from The Dad's Net with me, Al Booth. In this first episode, we're just talking about that moment you found out you're going to be a dad. I suppose it's like them when they test children and they put the chocolate cake in front of them and walk out of the room and say, don't eat the cake. Yeah. That's what it was like. <laughs> what should we do? We just sat there looking at each other and looking down and we put it in the middle of the cross in the table and we just get looking at each other. Now, the next dad on the How To Be A Dad podcast is Shane from Leeds. He's got two girls and they're now teens, but uh, chatting to him just took him all the way back to the moment he found out he was going to be a dad. And in his own words, it still feels like yesterday. That journey with Isabella, our first, it was just... We... My wife and I, I think what we did is we got a dog. We we just one day decided, should we get a dog? And I think it with that getting a dog, we got a beautiful boxer dog, Rudy, loved her to bits. And I think that was our little way of can we look after something else? We'd got a, a place and an apartment flat together, and then we were considering buying our first house. And in that little transition, we said are we grown up enough now that we can look after a puppy? I think we'd be okay with with a baby, maybe, even though that was just completely frightening thought. So, so yeah. And can you remember when you were told 
you, you were expecting when you found out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. You do it a million times <laughs> and spend however much it is, six, <laughs> eight pounds, ten pounds, I'm thinking, you oh, know, I need to go again, I need to go again. I still didn't believe it until we went to the the local doctors and then I didn't really get the concept of it. It didn't hit me. It didn't hit me. I can pretend it did, but it, it did-ish. Mm. Though it started becoming real when we went to see the midwife and we had a scan. Then world change for me then. That were it. <sighs> Couldn't get my head around that. That were yeah. just that were real. That were real. Up until that point it were Yeah, it was just something exciting and we'd talk, oh wow, wow, but it was still a little bit a bit like holiday romance. It was yeah. just still a bit of the up in the air and it, it didn't feel really tangible until that moment when we went into into the hospital and it, yeah. I cried, I cried all the time. Yeah. I just kept crying. No, couldn't absolutely. stop. You have the the test, 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 and then you go to the doctor, and they just take your word for it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then yeah, so we went to the scan, and the same as you, like Kerry, my partner Kerry, was just saying, we don't even know if there's anything in there. You know, it might just be a massive bout of indigestion or whatever, and yeah. who knows? Don't get overexcited. And then, yeah, and then it is like a moment in a film, isn't it, or something? It's just incredible. I mean, it were a dream pregnancy for Anne-Marie, really. Everything was amazing. You couldn't even notice, you know, you wouldn't even notice. She had this perfect bump. Right. Still, still exercising all the way through. And I, I pretty much, I mean, Anne-Marie also differently, I said, right, okay, I'm going to stop drinking, and I'm not one to stop drinking. <laughs> though, though I did, I just thought, whenever we went anywhere, I thought, no, if I'm recap drink, I'm not drinking. I wanted to go on the journey as much as I possibly could, as much as I could, because I never want to live life with the what if, ever, 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 ever. So that old journey, I wanted to make sure I were 100% there for Amory and with her and doing everything I possibly could to, you know, make it a, a happy journey. And was that from you day know, one? So you stopped drinking from... The- yeah, well, I, I did. I mean, as I say, Amory would say, no, you didn't. But <laughs> I, I probably did have a drink. But I remember not, if you know what yeah. I mean. I remember consciously yeah. I was trying to make it that, well, if we're going to go to a wedding together, we're not drinking, we're not drinking. I was trying to do that kind of... I wanted to be a good dad. And I think I had these... Not that it's a bad dad if you don't, is it? Heck, not at all. It was just my choice. Yeah. And I think it was just... I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just something that I wanted to do and people had said it in such a lovely way it's always been girls that had always said to me oh you're going to make a really good dad you I used to say that's nice you what's that mean what's that <laughs> yes. nice it's a nice thing to say yeah. I'm only I'm only 12 you should be telling <laughs> but you know what I mean <laughs> but I think and I think deep down that's probably in my heart what I kept thinking I want to be a good dad and when we talk about it I think that was the start of the real journey that this is real. This is really... I get goosebumps now, honestly. You can't make goosebumps up, can you? No, no, no. It just, it's, I've got them all up my legs and all up my arms. It's just... I do, I remember you. I've never really thought of that moment, but you're taking me right back to it. You can never know it all. You might have kids who think they know it all, my three-year-old, but you just don't know it all. And when you think you've heard all the buzzwords, you've finally understood what LD or DD means in the forums when you're Googling. I was going to say, I can't remember, darling daughter and little devil. I don't know. 
nobody talks like that in real life um when you're googling is it safe for my baby to know chair legs or even when you've worked out how the travel cot goes up and down at last get in touch if you've ever done that first time because i don't believe anyone ever has um there's always something new to learn how to be a dad podcast coming up in future episodes i'll be talking to dads about pregnancy and the lead up to having a baby <laughs> the day before she was due to give birth i put a dustbin through the cow in by accident that's dave from hull later on in the series dave is going to tell us what it's like when you find out your baby will need extra care on the scans of things nothing said there was going to be anything kind of physically wrong with him uh, it wasn't until he was born that we found found that he had issues uh, and now he's under pretty much every kind of specialist known to man it, it, it could be the first person in the world with all these conditions nobody knows so it's it's it, it's just a waiting game but take each day as it is i think the one thing we're finding out from how to be a dad is that nothing ever quite goes smoothly it's weird because normally the mother gets all the inhabits you know she gets all the cravings <laughs> yeah it was me i had it this is James. He's from Leeds. Him and his partner were, uh, well, they weren't really expecting it. So me and Charlotte, we were probably the most unmaternal paternal couple you have ever met in your life. You know, if a bar opened, we were there. If a nightclub were there, we were there. And we actually under and about having kids. I'll be honest, we, we totally didn't really, it was one of them things that we thought maybe one day, but maybe not. So when we found out that we were having Olivia, which was a bit of a surprise. I still blame a cocktail bar in Leeds for it. I still, <laughs> I still think they should have sponsored Olivia's first pram and everything. To be <laughs> fault. We didn't sit there and do the whole sort of, oh, congratulations. We, we, did, we sat there going, oh my God, what have we done? Um, um, but do you know what? It, it was, it was uh, Olivia arrived. And, and again, I think I kind of worried thinking, what if when the baby comes? Everyone you say to us, oh, you feel that amazing bond straight away. And I just look and think, what if I totally just turn around and think, you're stopping me going out to my bars and my clubs and my oh, tea towels. There we go. <laughs> Olivia's just there as you're talking about her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Daddy, did you not really want me? <laughs> no, no, no. Of course I did. Olivia knows I love her more than life, life itself. Um, it is just life-changing. I think as a guy as well, you know, I'd always quite vocally, and again, this is totally wrong and everyone will proper cringe. Um, I vocally quite openly said that I wanted a boy. You know, I was quite oh, okay. open. But I was terrible. I, looking back, I was so bad. I mean, I literally, and Charlotte was saying to me, James, you know, it might be a girl. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. No, oh, it's a boy. That's the line though, isn't it? The line is, I don't care as long as it's healthy. That's, you just with roll Olivia, that out, whatever yeah, you think. Nah, with Olivia, I was like, nah, it's a boy. Don't know what to go do with the girl. Nah, not it's literally a boy. And then it was about two weeks before she arrived, and I'm driving home one day from work, and all of a sudden it hit me like a bus. And I kind of sat and thought, oh my god, yeah, it could be a girl. It could actually be a girl. Um, but then all of a sudden I started thinking about like Charlotte and her dad. You know, when she lived at home, they used to open a bottle of red and have a good old chat and, and have a few bevies and things. And when she was a baby, yeah, when she was three months old, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> living the best life um, and I sat and I thought actually yeah you know and then when they get married you get to walk them down the aisle and, and with a girl you can be a little bit rough and tumble but then you've also got the sort of softer side as well and I thought actually it was a bit like an epiphany I got home and I was like Charlotte I'm really not bothered she's like you're just saying that now and I'm like no really I'm not bothered honestly 
we'd always known that because we fell on so quickly with Olivia and genuinely it was a bit of a, whoa, what's all this about? Because we fell on so quickly. I think we always presumed that with our second that that we would decide on a Monday to have a second and by Friday it'd be done. Right, uh, yeah. I think that's kind of what we thought. Um, and obviously it didn't. Um, it didn't at all. Um, we, we, we said, oh, we'll have a three-year age gap. That's perfect. Three-year age gap. And then before you know it, the, the oldest one gets to three and you're like, what? How's that happen? Well, we, you know, it takes nine months to cook. So we've, we've missed that age gap. Mm. So we thought, well, four years isn't too bad. And then again, they get to four and you're like, we've, we've missed that as well. And then the clock starts ticking and, and we kind of, I was nearing, you won't believe this, Al. You will not believe this, but believe it or not, I'm actually over 40 now. Stop the press. I'm, can you believe it? No way. Can you believe it? Shocking, isn't it? I hide it well. I think you're a um, teenage dad. A lot of people do. <laughs> so we decided um, that if I said personally, each of their own, no judging here at all, but each of their own, but I always said, after I get past 40, personally, I don't want a baby after I'm 40. I'd always said that. Um, and it didn't happen. Nothing happened. So we uh, we decided to put it to bed. Um, and we said, right, we'll book Ibiza. Olivia was a bit older now. So we thought we'll go with our friends. We'll do everything that we should do. So we'll book the day beds and we'll have the, you know, um, infinity pools and we'll get a big villa and take his friends out. And we'll have this amazing 40th for me. And I remember getting home one day and Charlotte sat me down and said, um, I think we might have to rethink your 40th. And I said, all right, yeah, why, why is that then? She said, well, um, I'm pregnant. And I was like, what? And she said, uh, yeah. She said, and it's due on your 40th. Oh, wow. So to be fair, the awkward little so-and-so that arrived <laughs> has been literally causing havoc from the <laughs> family that, that it, was, uh, it was coming. How to be a dad podcast with Al B. Now, if you're listening to this and you've done a baby reveal and it was like Instagram-tastic, then fair play to you. I take my hat off because I, I, we just never did the gender reveal. We just sort of sent a few texts, really. We found out, sent a few texts. That was it. I, I think we might have, at a push, used either a blue or a pink heart on our Facebook status. That's as, as elaborate as we got. But it's nice. I always love it to hear when other people have done elaborate or just really cute ways of sharing the gender. This is Tom. He's a charity manager in Worcester. And the way he found out from his partner, it's just cute. So there's an eight-year age gap between myself and Kat. Myself being the older, as she always likes to remind me. Um, <laughs> actually, we were in a bar in Coventry, actually, on a night out randomly. And I can't remember why how it came up. But we said then, and she said, I, had, I didn't really want kids before, but I now I'm with you, I do. I, like I said, I can't remember how it came up, but I've, we've both had this conversation about we were in this bar in Coventry randomly on a night out. Very weird time to have a conversation. It wasn't over a romantic meal, wasn't laid in bed, wasn't pushed. It was Coventry. Coventry. <laughs> it was Coventry. Yeah, so we kind of were on that, that same place, but I don't think we were ever in a rush because we both love to travel. We both had like, ambitions to do stuff. You know, once we got married, we bought a house, but then we were having the conversation of, do we just sack it all off and travel the world? And, you, you know, I'm sure many dads have had the same thing. It's unless you win the lottery or are hugely financially secure, you can't do it, but you can't have it all. You can't. Mm. You can't go travel the world and or, or wherever the, that, that other fantasy life of yours is, you can't do everything yeah. and have kids. Um, so you've got to make the peace with trying to find a balance or, or jump one way or the other, I suppose. So yeah, we 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 talked about it, and and yeah, we decided to 
um, at the polite way, what I would say is that uh, we pulled the goalie and let it take its course. So it didn't actually actively try to just remove the barrier to it from happening. It's a good thing, but no pressure. Yeah, totally. And I'm a big believer in positive mental attitude. And if you think negatively and you, if you are stressed, it impacts everything you do. So if you are, if you carry stress badly, it will impact physical self and mental self, but then it reflects outwards. Um, so a lot of people I knew who were quite highly stressed got pregnant. And I'm not saying this is definite, but there's definitely, I think, a, uh, a trend that they're more likely than not then ended up losing the child because of the high stress situation they were in, whatever that was in, bad relationship, bad marriage, work, whatever. But yeah, that, yeah, that, that stress thing and um, a friend of cats actually tried IVF, they tried for like 10 years, nothing, even though nothing worked. Went, sacked it off, got a dog, Labradoodle, then she got pregnant. And they're now just about to have their third kid. It's amazing. So, yeah. So yeah, we just wanted to remove those factors and let, because we thought then nature takes its course. If we don't have one or it doesn't happen, we'll go traveling and, and go do that. And that's what we were supposed to do. And if we if we have a, have a baby, which we did, um, then that's what we're supposed to do. So you weren't trying, but from the time you went, ah, oh, let's see what happens until until Rufus think, was conceived. Right, a couple of months. <laughs> it wasn't. Right, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It was pretty, it was pretty quick. Um, yeah, I still remember that day. I think it was, what was it? May, June, it was like a summery time. And I come home from work, so I sat in the back garden, sunbathing. There's actually a video of it because Kat videoed it. She's a bugger for doing that. And um, <laughs> she came home and, um, you know, like lots of couples buy each other little gifts. Oh, I got you a present. Oh, thanks very much. So I'm sat there just with my top off, sunbathing. She's filming me. I have no idea. Unwrap <laughs> it in its. Uh, a Wales rugby kit baby grow. Oh, wow. So I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. was that like, oh, this is never going to fit me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, who's this, who, who would this be for? <laughs> Us! Well, how did you feel at that moment? It was weird because we hadn't long been talking about if we go travelling, where would we go and stuff. So I was kind of sat outside going, and it was a really nice hot day, and I'm like, oh, I was weirdly having the thoughts of, God, we could go Fiji and, and, and to maybe work on a bar. And I was like, oh, this would be amazing. So I, I was weirdly sat there having that thought of, oh, where would we travel and where would we go? And then, bang, into that. So, yeah, it was totally like, well, that's a bit ironic. Um, but, yeah, made up just probably happier than I thought I would be if I'd probably thought about it. I don't know. Okay. Just overcomes you, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah really it's just... I think you get to a certain point as you grow up, you know, you, you, you get your GCSEs or whatever, a big happy moment. And there's certain little benchmarks, isn't you? 18, first pint, 21, or get a first house. You know, there's all these big celebration moments. And as you're younger, they come thick and fast. So it's probably not had one of those kind of, oh my God moments again. How to be a dad podcast with Albie. There we go. That's been episode one of the How to Be a Dad podcast. It's been all about finding out. In episode two, it's time to talk pregnancy. Have you ever heard the term doula? Oh, a doula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Why, why do I know that? Because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a professional support person. Because Yvonne actually considered, we actually interviewed the doula. I had never heard of one, and she'd been obviously kind of Googling stuff. And <laughs> this is very strange. To be fair, we were very lucky. Um, we, she was very lucky. Um, I was very lucky because she was okay. Um, <laughs> Kat did very well. She actually lost weight during pregnancy, which um, got her a lot of stick from other women. I was eating for her. It felt like I was literally my portion size increased. I thought, is this is this real? <laughs> uh, but no, literally, I've, I've I've never experienced it before. Everyone laughed at me when I said 
I'm eating on behalf of everybody yeah. else. If you're a dad-to-be or a dad with memories to share, you want to get involved with the podcast, um, then you can do. Go to dadsnet.com or you can follow us on Twitter at HTBAD. For more information on parenting or if you've got something to share yourself, you want to find out more, go to thedadsnet.com. Remember, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please do give us a five-star rating, subscribe, leave us a review just to know that you're listening because it's, it's nice to know when other dads are out there. And we'll see you next time round for episode two of How To Be A Dad, the podcast. Oh, your belly's growing. How To Be A Dad. A Dad's Net original podcast.